During a crisis, you know, cocktail hour can be almost any hour. make me burp. So welcome, dear listeners, to the Fuzzy Sitters. I'm Stephanie. I'm Nell. And we've officially introduced ourselves at the top of the pod. First time for everything, folks. It's it's amazing. Um, Oh, we were remiss in saying that the introduction is brought to you by friend of the pod, Roxanne. So we have to forget something. I mean, there's no monetary value attached to that. So if if I mean, you if you're gonna say it enough, and then she's gonna have to start paying us for exactly. it. Exactly. So if you want the introduction mm-hmm. to be we're up for sale, we're up for personal sale. brand placement. We, we yeah, anybody, anybody who Ooh, wants it. Introduction sponsored by friend of the pod, Roxanne. Today, <laughs> it's the last freebie you get. It's the last freebie you get. Until next pod, probably. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe next week is our breakthrough. It is. So even at the this- very least, ooh, how about this? Mm-hmm. You don't have to pay us, but if you can prove that you rated, subscribed, and reviewed, then the introduction is brought to you by by yourself. you. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Let it. That's it. Okay, you prove that you rated, reviewed, subscribed. And you will be our intro sponsor. Yeah, I like that. Incentive, incentive. (laughs) Just DM us. Slide into our DMs when it happens. Mm -hmm. Send us (laughs) some screen screen grabs. Be great. So even though this is coming out on on election day, which is terrifying. Election day. Oh God. It'll be fine. Um, Breaths. It'll be fine. We are rounding out our spooky season offerings and we read mystery number two i don't Don beware (laughs) or beware don beware don i was like i don't remember the name it was stupid (laughs) i'll tell you i remember that much (laughs) beware don beware don official title i will say this one was a bit more of a mystery than the first one yes so there was me less it annoyed me less um so Basically. But it's it's the second in the mystery series, yes. and like the last one, um, it is pretty obviously not written by Anne M. Martin, but the ghostwriters that took over at some point. Um, it's at the flash forward time period because we've skipped ahead a little bit, so um, there's some stuff that hasn't happened yet in the uh, timeline that we are on. Um, but everyone is still the same age, and it's supposed to be a mystery. It, I I will argue this one is more is a mystery to them. So it's a mystery they've already solved before, but you know whatever. It is Fine. a little. It is a little bit like Claudia and the Phantom phone call, and they nod to that. They and do actually nod to call that. it out. They do. They do. They do say that. So yeah. there's that. 
But in this version of it, Dawn is the first one to get creepy notes left at her door after picking up the phone and nobody is there. While babysitting. While whilst babysitting. And all of the notes are signed by Mr. X. Dun dun dun. 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 So Should we have Lewis read us the back cover? Yes, and- let's have Lewis read us the back cover so you get the official narrative and then we'll we'll dive right in. Hey there, I'm not Louise. I'm a T-Rever 2000 ready to have a bonza time. Here is your back door, I mean back cover me. When Dawn starts getting threatening notes and odd phone calls while she's babysitting, she doesn't know what to do. The notes are signed Mr. X, and they're beginning to get scary. Normally, she would tell the other babysitters, but this time is different. The kids at Stony Brook Elementary are having a sitter of the month contest. The sitter of the month has to be someone who is in control, someone whose jobs always go smoothly. Dawn doesn't want to blow her chances of winning. But what if she's in real danger? And we're back. Thank you, Lewis, for that. Yes, Lewis. Lovely cover reading. So what you drinking? Well, for various reasons, I'm having some wine. <laughs> One of which is I uh, recently listened to the first mystery episode, <laughs> and we got rip roaring drunk. We did, and but that's I thought, why it was fun. I know, I know, I know. Um, but I figured many people really enjoyed it. Okay, well, next I- time I will say the the choices were either wine or a cocktail, which I'll make next time. But was going to take me down. It wasn't brown booze, but it was going to take me down the brown booze road. Got it. And, got it. And I was like, you know, I'm just I'm gonna stick with wine today. So um, I'm drinking another lovely Ancestry Cellars uh, wine. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, Chardonnay. It's called theirs is uh, called Reunion Chardonnay. Um, and I'm not usually Chardonnay is not something I I pick up normally. No, um, Chardonnay is the Savion Blanc for the baby boomer generation. Yes, yes. And I feel like... <laughs> because when we are elders, there's going to be whatever comes after Gen Z is going to be like... Those, right? Those millennials and those Gen Xers and their Savion Blanc. Oh, They'll how? swing back to a Chablis. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and I so I... I forget that I enjoy a Chardonnay when it's good, and this is very good. So, um, so I'm enjoying it so far. Awesome, easy. What do you have this evening? Well, full disclosure, this is the first time that I started drinking before we started because. So we're on two different paths. You are on the brown booze path. I am on the brown booze path. I didn't have that much. It's not like I was sauced up before I got here. Um, Woo! <laughs> One of the organizations I'm doing a project for had a trunk or treat this evening. 
and I got to work to the office this morning and realized that like people actually did it. Oh, and I did didn't. I mean, I had I had a costume of sorts. But what was the what was the goal? Like, what did people do that you did not? They decorated their trunks and like spooky themes, and like oh. one person recreated like a work of art. Oh my god! So it was almost like a haunted house, but trunk style? kind of. And like there was candy and food and whatever, and there was like Got a it. there ended up being like a cooler with like soft drinks and beer. But you know, I quickly ran home. You're like, I have to I just run a quick errand. Well, I told them I was running home because I didn't wear my costume to the office and I wanted to bring my dog. Um, but then when I realized that like, people did stuff, I was like, oh, my God, I need to do something. So sure. I borrowed some pumpkins from my neighbor that were painted nice. that just said boo and had spiders. Great. Very and thematic. I made a fall batch cocktail <laughs> perfect so, so what is it was it of your own making or of a recipe um it was sort of from a recipe but then i just because i was like quickly looking at it, like what do i have so it's apple cider you just dump like two-thirds of a container of apple cider i say two-thirds because that's, that's what, what, what i had fridge. <laughs> <laughs> look Nobody is judging you. Nobody's judging me. Um, orange juice. Mm-hmm. Again, I had that. Yeah. Juice of a lemon. It's right there. Why not? Uh, a cup of bourbon. Yeah, do it up. And a bottle of Prosecco. Oh, that sounds lovely. It's very good because the, um, the, the apple cider is a spiced one, so it tastes very fally. Mm-hmm. It, does, it doesn't taste like... It's dangerous. Any alcohol. I mean, I don't uh-huh. actually feel anything, so I don't think it's that dangerous because I also put it in the thing with ice. Sure. So, like, it got a little watered down as ice does. And then, you know, so I that didn't think I was going to have any left. And I think I I just really have just enough left for the pod. See, it, it all was, comes back. It was either going to be great. I was going to have way too much, but people enjoyed, enjoyed it. it. I'm enjoying it. Good for you. So it sounds like you're doing well. I think I'm skipping ahead in our outline. We can wait for the how you doing. I think that's fine. I think we're supposed to break for an ad and then do that. I know. I realized it as I was reading as I was talking. (laughs) So you can just cut that and we can go, you know. Look. I don't follow your rules. Or the rules that we both contributed to when we wrote this outline. So, yeah, we're going to break for an ad now. <laughs> Come on back. We'll tell you how we're doing. <laughs> 
We interrupt your regularly scheduled programming to bring you news about Pod Pup to the Stars, Piper Lee Barrymore. Regularly heard on the Boozy Satyrs Club, jangling and breathing heavily, Piper Lee has decided to interrupt this broadcast to tell you about something very important. Piper Lee is using her platform to encourage every U.S. citizen to do their civic duty and register to vote. November is just around the corner, so be like Piper and make your needs known and vote. This message is brought to you by Puppies for Positive Change. Remember, be kind and scoop that poop. Okay. Are we back? We're back. We're back from the wee break. So now you got something to ask. <laughs> I do. I do. Stephanie, how you doing? How am I? How, how am I doing? Um, yeah. I'm okay. I'm a little bit in a weird, weird mood. Mercury and the retrograde and whatnot. Um, and uh, America 2020, I feel like everyone can understand that. Piper is inspecting my mouth right now. Just really breathing that breath in. Is you trying to that? steal your soul? I don't know. Did you do that? No. In mine, it's kind of like... <laughs> Is she trying to eat your liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti? I don't know. Literally, literally guys, she like walked up to my mouth, started sniffing, went... And then just walked away. <laughs> That's an accurate representation of what happened. <laughs> it's actually like, a little uncomfortable. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. People are annoying me. So people are annoying me. The world's annoying me. Generally, I'm. I'm I feel like I'm pretty chipper on here. But uh, what the fuck? It's fine. That's what the brown liquor's for, right? It's what the brown liquor is for. I mean, that is Absolutely. what that is what like the whiskey's for, right? That's how all yes. good country songs start. Um, I don't remember what question I was answering, so that's fun. Oh, that all the brown liquor. Oh is yeah, how yeah. Country songs start. I think that's also like brown liquor. I mean, I guess all liquor came from like people sitting around, being like, "We live in poverty. Might as well make something to take our minds off of it." I think it also came from like. Ye oldie times, the water was poison. Sure. Like, especially in cities, because you were, like, pooping in the street. Well, you pooped in the house well, and threw it in the street. So I recently read um, some stuff that said a lot of that is made up, or oh, at okay. least exaggerated. Like, the idea that people were just throwing their shit, literally, out <laughs> into the street. They were like... No, because would you want to do that? Like, yes, no. they had to like throw it somewhere, but they would throw it in a designated space. Right. But then wouldn't the designated space still have runoff? Yes, but they weren't doing it in the, they weren't throwing it out their front window because you wouldn't want to walk oh, out of I your house. I didn't think they were throwing it out their front window. I thought there oh, was okay. like a designated trough type area and then that was going into... Yeah, I, like I think some of that. Your rivers and streams. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know that, like, the idea that, like, yeah. people are just pitching their chamber pots I mean, out their window. Diphtheria was a problem. Diphtheria is still a problem in some places, I think. Oh, no, that's cholera. Well, we're literally living through a plague, so it's not like us shitting in the house is doing us any good. <laughs> We've also lost... <laughs> The tens of listeners that we have <laughs> at this point. 
I mean, this so is, much so for much. breaking through on this episode. Well, it's been a while since we've had one of these episodes where we're both just a little off, so we were due. It's fine. I mean, I might, I, I, I would probably find that funny. So we're catering to me anyway how you doing (laughs) yeah i'm good so you were talking about how um you went to work and everybody dressed up and you didn't um i had the opposite experience this morning (laughs) so earlier this week at my work there was a little trivia thing earlier in the week after work um zoom of course because we're all zooming and they were like you know, costumes welcome. I was like, okay, I'm new. This is the first time I'm joining, whatever. Literally everyone, yes, you're raising your hands. I should caveat that, yes, while I went to a place, everyone was masked and appropriately distanced. Just saying. Well, I would think, I appreciate you saying that. I I would think the implication that you were, people were doing things in the trunks of their cars was that implied that there was distance, but I'm glad that let's absolutely just point that out out there. Mm -hmm. So, so for the trivia, everyone's dressed up. This one woman had like a full on Linda Blair in like exorcist demon mode, complete with the correct room as her Zoom background. <laughs> like people were going all out. And I was there with my little like Target Fang t-shirt, <laughs> like, hey guys. That you and I in front of the Pod Roxanne all have. Everybody has. <laughs> And so I was just like, hey. So then we have a morning meeting with like a a smaller team. And so yesterday at the morning meeting, the our boss was like, and remember, like tomorrow's costumes if you want. And so I'm like, okay, people clearly like go all out. So I, you know, I didn't go insane, but I busted out my um my disco ball. Costume from last year. Yeah. Um, and I'm sitting near a window and the sun was coming in. So I actually got like disco ball reflections on the walls and stuff. I was like, this is great. My disco ball costume is literally just a crap ton of sequins, um, including a, a sequin turban, which I just <laughs> actually want to wear in regular life. I think you should. Um, I really think you should. So I show up. Nobody else is in costume. One person has like a black Zorro mask (laughs) that they take off very quickly. And I'm sitting there like, (laughs) okay. I was like, well, this is either hazing or I win the costume contest. (laughs) Luckily, they're all very nice and nobody made me feel like ridiculous. (laughs) But I did quickly change out of everything after that meeting was over. So, Glad we I'm doing fine. 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 Oh my god! Holidays in a pandemic. God, it's the weirdest thing. Weirdest thing. Weirdest. Thing. So, should we talk about the book? We should definitely talk about the book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how would you rate this book? Ugh. All right. So, I think the last one. I rated like a zero, maybe a one. I think you gave it a one because our scale doesn't go to zero. Okay. So I'll give this one a two because it was definitely better (laughs) than the last one. Although some of that I might have just been like used to it. But 
It was fine. I didn't love it. There were things that I still didn't like about it. The writing still annoyed me, but the writing I thought was better than the first one. I'm pretty sure they like cranked that first one out and then some mm-hmm. editor got their hands on it and were like, uh, no, we can do better. Or Anna Martin got wind of it and was like, you are blaspheming my name. I actually would give it a three. I didn't... It started off where I thought it was going to be just as bad as the first one, but I feel like in the end we got to the things that made me like the Babysitter's Club book. So one of the things in the synopsis that doesn't fully come through is at the start of the book, Dawn is babysitting at an Australian family that we haven't met in um, where we are in the books. Yes. I consulted, I did some deep research on some of the Australian things. On the, the Australian lingo? Uh-huh. Because like, I was wondering. <laughs> like, <laughs> like she's like, blimey Sheila or something. I don't Bonza even, Sheila. Bonza Sheila. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So at the very beginning, there's uh, Don's babysitting for a family we haven't met and they're playing with and... Yeah, they're playing with some kids from the neighborhood. Another family we have And one of the kids, he's been... Two of the kids are bullying the middle child of this family because of his accent. Which I I get where they were drawing at because that is a thing that happens. But it was just so funny to me that they were making fun of the Australian accent. <laughs> well, and that was... So that was my first question to my, uh, my research source. And does does your research source, does their name start with a T? And end with Rever? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Cool. What does T Rever say? T Rever says, well, okay, so I started to ask one, my most important question, my first most important question was, has anyone called you a croc? Because that's how they're bullying or that's how they're making yeah. fun of um, the kid whose name I can't remember right now. And I mean, they're they're calling him call a croc. Him. I can look it up. It's um, fine. I was going to try to make a funny joke about T-River. T- or just anyone from Australia that I couldn't think Bruce. of. Bruce. Bruce. <laughs> and I couldn't think of an Australian name. But Bruce. Yeah, Bruce. Let's call him Bruce. Bruce. Um, so... And they call and they're making fun of him and they're calling him a croc. And then Don to the reader has to explain, you know, like crocodile Dundee. And I was like, that's not a thing. So number one, (laughs) I asked if like getting called a croc was a thing. The answer is no, that's not a thing. That's something they made up in the babysitter's club. (laughs) And also may have been, who knows, maybe kids in like the early 90s were actually being called that and yeah trevor was still in australia yeah so they're bullying all over this now sorry trevor (laughs) they are uh they're bullying this kid dawn you know puts her best babysitter mom pants on tells him to stop they still kind of do it she tells him to stop again she ends up having to tell the mom when she comes back and ostensibly get this kid in trouble. Piper's um, sad about it. Piper's real sad about it. And I mean, we'll get to the end of the book, but where I think that where that storyline ends up, 
I think actually to me was always what the was good about what the babysitters is about because spoiler that kid turns out to be Mr. X <laughs> but it turns out that they they trap him and we'll get to how they trap him. I think my one of my issues with the book as a whole was like we meet these kids at the beginning. Mhm. And we may have met them in a previous book, like just because we haven't gotten there. Yeah. Maybe we, we've we met them. But basically, it's like this introduction of two new families that we've never heard about. It's really in there. And then, yes, technically, we're sort of hearing from them because this whole mystery of all it ends up being all of the babysitters, except for Christy, get crazy notes with like cut out magazine letters that look like kidnapping notes. Yeah. Um, flowers with the flowers torn off calls with hangups. Like everyone's getting those baked beans so, thrown, baked be- <laughs> which I was like, okay, somebody's, somebody's being a little like, are the Australian? Cause here's what I feel like when I, the big reveal came and I thought they were, I forgot who was who because again, so we didn't hear about these kids for the the majority of the book. Like you hear about them in the beginning and you hear about them in the end, but you don't really hear about them that much. And so then I actually forgot who was who when they revealed that Mel was the the Mr. X. That and I thought he was Australian. And then I was like, are they trying to say that just because he's Australian, he's throwing big beans all over the place? <laughs> and that didn't bother me at all because I think they were hints. So the other, this is another one where there's like subplots to the subplots. Because throughout all of it too, the kids they babysit for are doing a contest where it's the babysitter of the month and they're all going to vote. And I think it's Jamie Newton's mom is going to help them tally the votes or something and all the kids are going to do it. And so the babysitters are all trying not to be competitive, but they're all sort of getting a little competitive about who's going to be the best babysitter. And they all don't want to, when all these weird things happen, really tell the other one, babysitters about it because they don't, a good babysitter can handle a situation like this. Right. They don't want to, and and they all say like, we're not going to be competitive, but of course they end up all being a little competitive about it. Yeah. And so each time anyone's babysitting, when something bad happens, they're like, uh, I can totally handle this. I can totes the goats. Yeah. It's all this. But, like, it's just weird. And it is it is very reminiscent of Claudia. Well, they and even the- say it. So they like, do even say it. They go through, and then at one point, Dawn's like, and this is where I was like, this is just lazy storytelling. Like, it's the same story, and so I'm now going to tell you that I know it's the same story, so that makes it okay. Like, that's where I just got a little like, okay, whatever. I, yes, I could see that. But I still, in at least, I got into the whole mystery of who is Mr. X and who is doing all these creepy things. Because I think it's also, they don't say it's around Halloween, but then, like, Jesse's sister wants to watch a scary movie. And, and I think it is fall, because I think they talk yeah. about it being cold or something like that. I, I was also predisposed, like, I hated the other one so much that I was predisposed to not like this one. So I totally recognize that some of the stuff, I probably was judging it a little bit harshly. I will stand by it, but I'm definitely judging it harshly. 
Um, but Dawn says at one point, there's this whole kind of exposition where she says, um, you know, it reminds me of, of before I joined the club, Claudia had to deal with the phantom caller and this happened and it was just like this. And so she does kind of give the explanation, which I guess if you're not already mad at the book and you haven't read the phantom caller, then this is a new plot. This is a new story. And it is interesting to kind of have that back and forth. She did say that she goes, I know it's not like that because then there was a robber on the loose and there isn't anything in the news. I'm also still always struck at how up to date on the news these children are. But the other... It's probably like their parents come home from work, they turn on the news, they're, they're not allowed to watch anything. Like, at least that's how it used to be in my house. I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess I was also the kid that like when I was, whenever the first... Gulf War happened, freaked out because I thought it was a golf course. So I guess I was aware of the news and I was, because I was about to say, like, kids, that doesn't matter. I'm like, wait, no, it does. Yeah. You, I think you kids are aware of more than, especially the spooky, scary things. Yeah. But we also need to talk about um, <laughs> Mallory being a Bonza Sheila. <laughs> so, fun fact. So, actual Australian slang. Okay. So, to set that up, so this Australian family, the eldest son and Mallory, ben, I think. But yeah, they're kind of they have a crush. They have crushes on each other. I would. say. They went say. on a library date. They went on like, a they library date. They both went to date. library. They both have red hair. They both have glasses. It's basically a ginger nerd love fest. Yeah, and he, which is adorable. And they're at they're at a meeting, and Mallory and Jesse are giggling so hard that like Jesse's like rolling on the floor. So. They ask the rest of the babysitters ask like what's so funny and Jesse like can't even get it out and she's like so and so said that they heard that Ben said that he said that Mallory is a Bonza Sheila and they just like lost their shit and, and they're like just, what does that mean? mean is that a thing that they say? and it just I don't know it just made me laugh really hard because I was like. I remember being like a oh, preteen, early teenage girl, and you have crushes and you hear somebody likes you, but that it's just it was just so funny. <laughs> I also think it was a it was a very good description of like when you are laughing at something that objectively eh, but like you're you find it funny, your friends find it funny, and you feed into each other so much that you cannot stop laughing no matter what how hard you try, no matter how stupid it is. I, at one point, and this was in high school, I, my two friends and I were driving and uh, my friend Beth was driving. It was her mom's car. And I don't know, none of us can remember what the hell we were (laughs) talking about, but all of a sudden we all started laughing and we were laughing so hard she had to pull over because she was going to crash the car because she did not have control of herself. And that's the like, that's the kind of like, you just can't stop. And I think it's a little sad because I feel like at some point as an adult, that stops. Like, oh God, that does not stop for me. That happens to me on the regular it literally happened to me 
recently, like I on a day that I went into the same client and same office, and I forget what somebody said, but I was laughing so hard. I was like howling and like crying. My face hurt. And then it made the other people in the office with me start laughing. I was like, it was insane. Maybe I'm just a child. Maybe it's because I'm childlike. No. No. But like, it happens to me. <laughs> maybe maybe the taller you get, the like less your emotions are concentrated. <laughs> but like, oh my God. And, and I snort laugh. Like, and it was beyond snort laughing. Sure. It was like, I just, <laughs> for me, it's... Snotty laughing. It wasn't snotty laughing. And I'm going to counter that for you because I feel like I have been in this situation with you. Where- oh, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. <laughs> I just feel like as a kid, I feel like that happened all the time. Like, like if you were with your friends and you started laughing, or me anyway, if I was with my friends and I started laughing, it, it's over like that that's it that's done and i feel like as an adult it's 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 more rare rarer more rare let's call it's it unlikely. medium rare <laughs> it's medium rare that <laughs> that happens I like yes yes or no because i think it depends on who you're with i think because when you're a kid there isn't ever very much separation between like hanging out with your friends and when you have to be like buttoned up and polished for the most part. Because even when you're yes. at school, like, you know, there's time in the hall. I think when you're an adult, yes, there are times where you have to like. I, I there's a there's a phrase that I want to say, but I can't think of anything. The first part of it. Say it. And something, something and fly right. <laughs> oh, button up and fly right. Maybe. Up and I don't right. know. Maybe. Who knows? Who can- It's medium rare. <laughs> it's medium rare that I use this phrase. It's medium rare <laughs> that this happens. But I do... Did you hear that? I did. What was that? It could be so many things. It could be a dog. It could be EDM music. It could be church bells. It could be a motorcycle. It could be a dude with a tiny penis who has to compensate by not having a fucking muffler on his car. Which one of those was that? It's the dog. Spoiler alert. Turns out it's not the brown booze. <laughs> okay, we're literally having one of those moments right now. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> she's just okay. Here's the visual on my head. Piper, my dog. I'm sure you've realized at this point is extremely dramatic. She literally just threw herself on the floor, held her head up, and is just staring at me and just started going. If she could put the back of her paw to her forehead, and if she owned a fainting couch, oh my god, everything would be right in the world. Everything would be right in the world. I think in a former life, she was a silent era film star. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now she's playing with herself. That came out wrong. In that way? <laughs> no. No. Gonna, anyway, so... Yes, yes, they are. You have to button up and fly right as an adult. 
But yes. sometimes you just have those moments and you can't help it. And it's just, I don't know. It just made me smile. No, I I agree. I, it it was a nice it it was a a a, a decently written <laughs> scene. Okay, I okay. Did it, no, it was a well written scene. Did twelve year old you would have twelve year old you like the book? Yeah, I think yes. Like I honestly think twelve year old me would have not liked mystery one and would have been fine with mystery two. Um, yeah. I think there were things that still annoyed me about it and would probably sort of annoy me as a 12 year old. If I had read the same amount of books, like they're still calling her Claude. Um, yeah, that is annoying. I don't know that 12 year old me would have recognized this, but we still had a description of Claudia as exotic looking with almond shaped eyes. We still <laughs> yeah. talked about how, it was difficult for Jesse's family because they're black and people didn't accept them. But now it's okay because they've gotten used to them or something. That might yeah. not be the right words, but that was the feeling. And I was like, okay, let's let's not. And I do think if you take those things in the context of the time, because we're still approaching it from a 2020 perspective. Yes. And I'm also thinking about this after seeing Anna Martin's interview on the Today Show where Jenna Bush Hager just like fangirled and it was just, it I was mean, amazing. Who wouldn't? It was who amazing. Wouldn't? I loved it. It's like, I, I feel you, girl. I'm right there. But like listening to Anna Martin talk about how after a while, she always tried to be, and she didn't say the word progressive, but she tried to put out there some progressive topics or hard topics and even... Which we've talked about. Which in the we've talked books. about. And even Jenna brought up that, like, as a kid reading these books, it was also very funny that she was like, Oh, are they a little older than me? No, girl. No, no they're not. Sweetie. No. <laughs> you're now old enough that you're old. It's fine. You still look fine. Um, that it, whether or not you realized that you were synthesizing these messages. And I think almond shaped eyes aside, because I think that bit was. Probably not great even then. Um, but it's not Anna Martin writing this. True. But I don't, I think that might have been in other, anyway. I think in the terms of Jesse, yes, if you wrote it now, it would be written differently. But I do think that was still a time where that was a feeling that was felt. And I think that saying that everyone is fine with it now was probably the most you could get away with without being well, yeah it was uh, the way that i read it what they were what the the good intention and the good intention and to me the way that i think i i was projecting of course but like the way that i think what they were trying to say what the authors were trying to say I say authors because in my mind, it's like a group of people who are furiously trying to write like Anna Probably. Um, But what they were trying to say is that this family moved, this black family moved into a predominantly white suburb in Connecticut. They were not immediately accepted, but as people got to know them, those people realized that race is not a factor and they were fine and they i'm using air quotes got used to them yeah. and so the sentiment i think is 
especially for the time, because I think this was, I looked at, I think it was a 1991 copyright. So for the early 90s, I think that is a, there was a definite awareness. There was a definite push. There was a definite like, yeah, you know, yes, we have to accept people who aren't like us. And I agree. I think there was a, um, it's the idea and it's just the words have matured a bit more. Yeah, 100%. Now. I do think that 12-year-old me would have liked the book. I think that I would have found the mystery, while not sophisticated, because I did also like other, you know, more mysterious mystery things. Sure. I still think I would have thought it was fun. To me, I don't think I would have, because you didn't hear about the kids, the bullies, as much throughout, except for every once in a while when one of the kids would be like, oh, Mel told us something. Right. Um, I don't think as a 12-year-old it might have been obvious to me as quickly as it was as an adult that Mel was going to be Mr. X. So, like, again, maybe I I will say this. I forgot about them so quickly mm-hmm. that I found myself wondering, like, how the hell are they going to wrap this up? Like, who are they? Like, I completely forgot about them. And so when they were like, it's Mel, I was like, what? <laughs> shocking. But more shocking of I was like, but you haven't talked about him for like yes. 100 pages. It is true, but I think I still would have enjoyed it. Um, how are you on your uh, cocktail? Shall we take a wee break? Let's take a wee break. Wee break. A wee wee break. A wee break, and come back and talk about psychiatry. Talk about psychiatry, and we got to talk about the best game of Let's All Come Inside. <gasps> yes. Okay, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're, we're refreshed. We have the alcohol. I think yeah. I am. I think this thing is actually like hitting me now. So I may be going to bed early. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> Record, shove some food in your face, go to bed. It's all great. Um, most surprising part? Okay, so the most surprising part was how in depth. They got with Mel's mental health issues and how it was okay. And I that's I think at the end of the day why I liked ended up liking the book. So once they 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 do this a lot once Dawn figures out she thinks it's Mel after she first thinks it's Christy because Christy's Christy is the only one that Mr. X has not so, left a note for, called, left a dead mouse for. So it must be Christy because Christy's so competitive, she's going to want to win the babysitter of the month contest. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. But she's not wrong in thinking that Christy would think about doing that, but Christy wouldn't go through with it. Right. And then she felt bad that she thought about it. So once Dawn figured out she thought it was Mel... She consulted with Marianne, and they're like, we need a plan. And they both immediately then went, oh, we got to call Christy. 
because who better to make a, a plan? If you need a plan, you have to call Christy Thomas. So they, she calls an emergency meeting of the Baby Stars Club. Emergency meeting. I've also realized through this podcasting process that I talk really fast. So sorry. Not sorry. I and pause after every second word. So we're equaling <laughs> each other out. It's fine. It's all good. So they come up with this plan because they know all the kids in the neighborhood know about the secret passage from Dawn's barn to her room, which is a little creepy. Which just seems like bad. Like it the parents aren't like, oh yeah, we have this open passageway into our house that all the neighborhood kids know about. At some point, you don't think a phantom caller is going to get in on that shit? Yeah, there are some safety issues there that I feel like... Safety is not being put first. It, Safety is third in this well, case. Well, at least the the Don, Dan, the man, I don't know, that man that her mom dated in the book where trip? she was... Trip? The trip man. The trip man. Tripster. Was, trip man. The trip, trip man, man was like, put a lock on it. Yes. <laughs> so, well, he didn't last long. He so. didn't last long, but the lock did. So they devised this plan that Dawn is going to make it known that she's babysitting at her house. She's going to be there alone. They spread the words that, like, all the kids they're babysitting for. And since they all seem to because be... Because who's a bigger blabbermouth than, like, six-year-olds? Yeah. Nobody. And apparently they're all, like, reporting back to Mel like he's the fucking... Like he's Tony Soprano well, or something. But in in the kids' defense, because Jamie kind of accidentally spills the beans... Shocker. Mel, Jamie Newton spills the beans. <laughs> News at seven. Um, Mel is kind of Tony Soprano and has masterminded because he's told all the kids, hey, I'm helping your babysitters win the contest. It's true. So you have to tell me when they're going to be places. What is the seven-year-old version of the Bada Bing strip club? (laughs) (laughs) The library story time? (laughs) Because that's where know. that's where Mel's hanging out. He's really holding court. He's like, I mean, somebody should put that brain to work because I mean, so he's essen- strategizing. He is like strategizing. Business. Essentially, the plan is that they trap them in the secret passageway. Is essentially what the plan is, and scare the bejesus and out of him. Scare the they scare the bejesus out of him, and then they have like a come to Jesus moment with him at the kitchen table. And, he, and then everyone feels real bad because he be, starts crying. Because he starts crying because really it just turns out it seems like he's just having some emotional issues. And Which, his like I, I appreciated them like recognizing the parents say that, you know, yes, he's been bullying, we've been trying, like I appreciate all of that. But it felt a little like out of left field. It felt, it felt a little out of left field, but at the same time as someone who – I also think around that time is also when they started bringing children to psychologists more than any other time before. So I think it was also terrifying because that's why he starts crying is because I – forget, I forget what he called the, the – the therapist psychologist but he couldn't say it but he was terrified that if he was a bad boy again he was gonna have to go 
to the psychologist and then Don and Christy pretty much explain to him that it's the not feelings a, doctor. The feelings doctor. <laughs> but I think they he didn't he couldn't pronounce it. He couldn't like he kept saying it. psych, 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 and and Christy said a psychiatrist, and she says you know, Mel, that might not be so bad. A psychiatrist is like a doctor for your feelings. He can help you figure out why you're feeling sad or angry and help you learn how to feel better. So I did, as a child that got taken to a feelings doctor, I think had I read this book before that, it probably would have made me feel a little less weird or like there was something wrong with me. So... I think on that front, I think it was very in line with the Babysitter's Club overall, where it is helping normalize things that even now we're still struggling with. Yes. Being like, it's fine if you need some help with your brain. I think, yeah. And I think this might be an adult perspective, Mm -hmm. but I, I almost wished there had been a little bit more to it. Like I would it, agree. It felt a little tacked on, and I thought they, I absolutely agree, I thought they dealt with it really well. I thought that explanation was was good. He follows up and he says, um, I didn't know that. I thought the feelings doctor was just going to punish me. And as an adult, I'm like, I want more, like, I, I almost wanted more so that kids that were reading it could could kind of get more yes. of an idea of what this means. And whether it's somebody that is going to that kind of doctor and get a better understanding or somebody that's not going to that doctor but could understand about it so that they don't make fun of kids yeah. who do. And I think that, honestly, that's the difference between an Anna Martin written book and a ghost written book because I yes. do think that that would have been explored a little more. You probably would have heard more about Mel acting out more than just you would have heard the term psychiatrist before I don't know page numbers but before 96% done of the book you know what I mean like yeah but I also don't know why Kindle doesn't give me page numbers but that's fine because I think it changes based on your if you're on a tablet or a phone or whatever but yeah I do I would agree with that I think it could have been brought up more but I did appreciate that it was there but yes. that was definitely the most surprising part and probably it was the most surprising part because yeah it did come a little bit out of left field yeah oh now i have the hiccups yes what about for you um honestly i felt like the most surprising part not to circle not to make this seem like i'm on purpose oh jeez <laughs> i don't know why i sounded so sinister there (laughs) and i'm not not that i should be laughing at you with the hiccups (laughs) no it's fine hiccups are funny um i honestly feel like let's all come in was a little surprising because i was expecting this to be much more like mystery one that felt so disconnected from everything else babysitters yeah that when there were things that that felt familiar and felt very Anna Martin, that mm-hmm. was surprising to me. So it really was the best game of Let's All Come In. So Karen got her ass handed to Karen her. Karen got her ass handed to her. Dawn is 
babysitting Karen, Andrew, David, Michael, and the new. I think that's it. No. Oh, the, the new, new Vietnamese child. They. I mean, it's kind. It's like when you know any series, TV series adds a baby. <laughs> yes. Yes. It. So apparently, in the time that we've been away from the regular mm-hmm. uh, timeline. Um, Christy's mom and Watson have adopted a baby girl that they've named Emily Michelle, and she is from Vietnam. What is with them and the double names? I mean, I guess you have a double name, so it's fine. Technically, I just have one name. That's true. True. true it's true. just hyphenated. But um, yeah, I. I mean, I don't know. Anyway, so. Karen wants to, she Dawn suggests they to play Let's All Come In. David Michael doesn't want to play because he's sick and tired of the same old characters where Karen just literally bosses them around. And Dawn is doing this because she's in the running for best babysitter. And so right. she's trying to come up with things that will make the kids happy and think that they had a great time with her. So, so Karen's like, yeah, yeah. let's but do it. They switch it up. So Karen, for the first time, is the bellhop. There's no Mrs. Pennywinkle. Nosewimple. Nosewimple. But there is Bruce Stringbean. <laughs> okay, so I couldn't decide, and I'm trying to find it so we can actually like get the actual thing. I couldn't decide whether I liked it or whether I didn't because I felt like... The Anna Martin characters were like made up out of thin air. And again, I may have been coming into this a little bit biased, but like I couldn't decide whether I thought it was hysterical or whether I was like, well, you're just like I thought it was pulling. hysterical. I also thought that the the people I can't remember besides Bruce Stringbean. I'm but looking it up. Like a child reading that now would not have any idea who these people were. No idea. But, but when they describe, should we, hold on. I feel like we have to, have to find it. Find it to talk about. Okay, so basically, I feel like I almost have to read this whole page. But Dawn is like, eh, 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 wait a minute, Karen. So she says, just a minute, Karen. David, Michael, and I have something to say. We think it's your turn to be the bell captain. Karen's eyes widen. My turn? She asked. But. No buts, I said. David Michael is only going to play if you'll be the bell captain. So they figure all that out. Yeah. They are okay. Karen's okay with it. So this is the first thing. That, and I was like, I know exactly where this is going. <laughs> David Michael, Andrew and I, uh, I guess, did we say Andrew was there? Yes, we, we did. did. Yeah. David Michael, Andrew and I ran to the playroom and raided the dress up chest. Our first guest was easy since David Michael was wearing jeans and a white t-shirt. I rolled up the sleeves of his shirt so that he looked tough and stuck a red bandana in his back pocket. I then knew we it was all went too, downstairs. Because people of a certain age know, know that exactly album cover. That you is. know exactly who that is. There's only one butt that does that. Absolutely. So <laughs> says David Michael walked up to the desk and rang the bell. Yes, asked Karen. May I help you? I'm Bruce Stringbean, said David Michael. I'm a big rock star, and I need a room for me and my manager and all my friends. 
like, I mean, absolutely, they he are needs all in rooms for the E Street Band. Okay, because so this is the nineties. The other ones and yes. the sax player, I can't remember his name because I'm tipsy. Isn't dead yet. Uh, Clarence. Clarence. God, Ooh. Clarence could blow a horn. <laughs> I'm going to move on because I thought of you for the other characters. Oh, good. Okay. When I was reading this, because the next one they create is Daryl Blueberry. I know. That's what it was. Oh, my God. Oh, Do you want to talk about Daryl Blueberry, a.k.a. Daryl Strawberry? I do, because I, as a child, I'm a huge Met fan. My That's just out there. I know it's sad. They haven't won a series since... I was born. Um, but everyone's I, like, oh, my God, the Dodgers haven't won in, like, 14 years. What? what? Who cares? So I lo- loved, loved Daryl Strawberry, mainly because his name was, was Strawberry. Strawberry. <laughs> Hello. And I had this revelation fairly recently that when I was a kid, like a little kid in, like, preschool, kindergarten – Sorry, Piper's molesting me. <laughs> Piper, calm know. down. So, I re- <laughs> when I was little, like preschool, kindergarten, and they would ask you what you wanted to be when you grew up, I used to say, I want to be a strawberry. And they would all look at me like, uh-huh. Cause they- and because they thought you meant you wanted to be a fruit. Yeah, and I meant I wanted to be a baseball player. <laughs> Then, then I grew up and re- learned about all the cocaine. <laughs> and I was like, wow. And I told my I was like, why didn't you tell me? And they were like, well, you were a kid and like, you're not going to yes. know what cocaine was. You it's just better. You just it's better. Just you just to- use it. You used to get so excited every time you was up in bed. I mean, it could have been Pete Rose. <laughs> I mean, I knew it wouldn't so, have been P. Rose, yes, but when we got to Daryl Blueberry, I I was dying. <laughs> and then, so then, um, uh, Don dresses as Ladonna. So we have like the the perfect. Again, remember this book was written in 1991, I believe. So it's this yeah. trio of Bruce Stringbean, Daryl Blueberry, <laughs> and Ladonna. I mean, what better game of let's all come in (laughs) could you have? And they had a blast. And I had a blast reading it. It was so much fun. It was And yes, they were just totally made up characters. But I also think that's Karen, who's a little kid, versus like Dawn, who's thinking on this. I thought they were very punny. They were absolutely very punny. And it would, it's the difference being trying to be a little bit more objective and not mad. It's the difference of Karen making up the characters versus Dawn making up the characters. Because Karen, of course, is going to make up Mrs. Nosewimple and Mrs. Mysterious. And because she just wants to put on, I mean, who doesn't? But she just wants to put on the glamorous cloaks and wigs and all of that. And Dawn is in that teen, preteen thing of who are the hottest stars. Let's do that. Yeah. So great. what was your most expected part? 
I think my most expected part was that they all came in. The, what they all what? Sorry. Came in. I'm still on. Let's all come in. They all came in. Um, was that they all they all won babysitter of the month? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or best baby or whatever the fuck it was called. I was like, of yeah. course they do. Yeah. Because so at the very end, literally all the kids show up at one of their meetings. And they're like, oh, my God, we want to tell you, like, we've figured out the winner. We voted. We want to announce it. And all the babysitters are like, oh, my God, it's me. It's me. It's me. And they're like, you all won. It's a tie. Yeah, that was dumb. Yeah, it was stupid. And M. Martin would never. Yeah, it was very Disney of them. Sorry, I just saw another line that I would like to read because it made Go me laugh. It. This uh, The he is referring to Andrew. He'd get mad when Karen would make him some rich lady's dog. <laughs> so David Michael is always the bellhop and Andrew is always her pet. I mean, I can relate. When I used to make my cousins play Diana Ross in the Supremes, I was always Diana Ross. Look, if you're going to play a thing where there is a a name and a the whatevers, of course you're going to be the name. I also used to, in the pool, we would play Little Mermaid and I would make my boy cousin be, I would always clearly be Ariel. Duh. And my boy cousin was always, I would have him be Flounder. And then I would always make my girl cousin be Ursula. And then I wonder why we don't always get along. Because <laughs> that wasn't very nice. <laughs> I could have let her be Ariel every once in a while. She also had a million sisters. I, I don't... Like, that was just mean. It's... I mean, we've all taken our own journeys. <laughs> So many sisters. So many sisters. I made her be a sea witch who's a drag queen. Some would argue that's the better part. Oh, as an adult, that's 100% the better part. Because I even as a child would get real mad at her. I was like, why are you giving up being a mermaid for him? Does it hold up in 2020? I think it does. I think it does. I think he could still... I mean, minus the bad writing parts of Exotic Eyes. Minus the bad writing. And I'm trying to think of, like, what would the 2020 version, though, be of a phony phone call? I think the phone call would end. I think you would still end up with the creepy letters and the stuff dropped on the doorstep because I would argue in 2020 with cell phones where we're also connected and social media and whatever, a creepy letter with cutout words from a magazine mm-hmm. is actually creepier because you're so not mm-hmm. used to getting letters you're so not used to that thing so if you like We're a voice it's almost with a heavy breathing pa. what like you I get a voicemail with heavy breathing and then get the letter yeah but you can see who's calling at that point but you don't know if you don't know the number i guess yes i'll give okay. you that fine Because I had that one call that sounded like creepy ghosts. Remember that? True. No, and that's true. You get like spam or whatever and like you get random things. Um, But I think like like calling someone, not texting first and actually just 
cold calling someone or knocking on somebody's door is almost like a faux pas these days. That is true. Yeah. So I think that part of it, like you could do that part of it. And we Mm -hmm. haven't even talked about this, but Babysitter's Club on Netflix has been renewed for season two. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure they're not going to do mysteries, but I'm excited to see what they do. Um, But I think if they were going to do this, I think that could be creepy because especially if you're babysitting that like if you think there's somebody at the door, you think there's somebody like around the house. Super scary. Super scary. But oh yeah, God, I think scary. I do think the theme overall and holds up. So, what's the next regular book we're reading? The next regular book that we are reading is Christy and the Snobs. Oh, yeah, we know where this is going. Christy's not going to like the girls in her neighborhood, her new mm-hmm. neighborhood. Um, I would show you this, but it's really tiny, and I don't think it'll show up on Zoom, so I'm going to describe the cover to you. Okay. Unless you would like to wildly speculate before seeing the cover. I think I remember seeing this cover. Is it her with her dog, and they don't like her dog? Well, I don't – I think you're reading into that, but possibly, (laughs) yes. So it's Christy and Louie, and he's laying down. And it's these other two girls. So Christy is, of course, in like jeans and a sweatshirt because. This is the one where Louis dies. <gasps> no. No. No, I don't think so. I hope not. I, I know that happens eventually. But I know. I think, I think the title is like the long goodbye. No, that was. I think that's else. when Mimi dies. Oh. We can't read any of the death books in 2020. I mean, we can. We might. <laughs> uh, no, I think we're good. We're gonna. We're good. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um. So basically, it's these Christie's in a a jeans and a sweatshirt, and then there's these two other girls that are like the epitome of '80s, like Connecticut snobbery. Both are wearing Mm -hmm. pleated skirts, knee length skirts. Um, One has knee socks. The other one is ankle socks. Both are in loafers. um, Oh, I already hate them. Both are blonde. Um, one has a sweater vest with, uh, like white shirt and the other has a white shirt with, um, the sweater tied around her shoulders. Ugh. And one, I know our listeners can't see me, but I feel like you can see this. One is, is staying like this. <laughs> like, like her shoulders are back. Like she's, you know. She's like three quarters facing out. Her hand is on her chest and she's sticking her nose up in the air. Hold on, let me see if I can. I can't tell. Can you see? <laughs> I Yes, I can see it. She looks real pissed. Yeah. So, that's Christy and the Snob. So, I feel like basically it's pretty obvious. She's in her new neighborhood. So, uh, in the last normal one, where they, they were starting to branch out, into her new neighborhood, right? Yes, they've started to branch out into her new neighborhood, and they are are they the club has been encouraging Christy to try to make friends because all her brothers have made friends and she hasn't. And outside of club meetings and when her brother is willing to drive her back to their own neighborhood, she isn't seeing anybody. So 
She's basically someone's forcing her to make friends, and she's trying to make friends because they're telling Chrissy's her a to. rule follower. Let's be real. I think she's begrudgingly making friends. It seems like yes. she's making yes, friends yes. because she wants her other friends to shut up. Well, and probably her parents or her mom and Watson. True. Um, and she tries, and then all she finds are these rich bitch snobs with their pleated skirts. Yeah. And their blonde hair and their asshole dogs. Yeah, I bet their dogs are real assholes. I it bet looks like it's a black and white. I want to say it's like a like a Bernese mountain dog. Oh. It's too tiny. I can't tell. Oh, yeah. That does look like that. It's clear. I mean, Louis is a collie. Louis is a purebred collie. So, like, Louis I know. should not back at, back, <laughs> ugh, back down for anybody. But, but he's old. Yeah. I'm I not think- saying that purebred dogs are better, by the way. I don't want anyone to think that. And by no. anyone, I mean Piper. I mean, statistically, they are not as healthy as the mutts. I know. Mutts are so much better. She's laying down. She's I giving mean, up. <laughs> When I say better, I mean all dogs a crazier. go to heaven. So it's super true. So now we're bouncing back. It's going to be an Anne M. Martin written book. So I think it will be there will be a uh oh god, what's the word? Ending? That's not the word I was looking for, but resolution is mm-hmm. the word I was looking for. There will be a resolution that is kind of good for everybody. It's not like an a like nicely tied bow that everything is perfect, but it will be well. I mean, I done. kind of don't understand. I mean, I get why they're telling her to make new friends, but who cares? She has friends. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Because parents want you to make friends where you are. I it's don't true. Know. It's true. I hope, and I, and you know, I, I, yeah, it's fine. I yeah. just hope there is some. A plus description of late 80s Connecticut preppy snobby fashion. Oh, yes. Please bring it on. Bring it on. Yes. And with that, dear listeners, chat with you soon. Thanks for listening. Rate, subscribe, and review. And you, my friends, might be our next intro sponsor. Yes. Bye. Bye.